Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Mulk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as slow-cooking, good-looking comedian and writer of words, as seen on Wizards of Oz, Kinney and Girls Uninterrupted. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Nicolette Minster. Yay, that's me. Hooray. Hello, Nick. Hello. I am indeed Nicolette Minster. I have been Nicolette Minster since birth and I intend to stay Nicolette Minster. Mm. Well, allow us to stay the course for at least the next 35 to 45 minutes. Nick, Mm. in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? As Nick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I just married a Nick as well. So, Ooh. yeah, we're often boy Nick and girl Nick, um, mm-hmm. and which I think, you know, I identify as a woman and he identifies as a man, so it works quite well. Um, but, yeah, I tend to always introduce myself as Nick because I think every time I um, introduce myself as Nicolette, people just fail to hear the full name and I get lots of Nicoles mm-hmm. and Nicolas and Colettes and, yeah, I, kn- I know I shouldn't really get too hung up about uh, my name, but I kind of do. So I think I've just gone with Nick because it works. Well, look, it's something you're comfortable with. <laughs> Indeed. And your parents clearly were, so <laughs> play on. Totally, totally. There was one stage in my life, though, where I only wanted to be Nikki, um, and that was because I had decided that Nikki Buckley, who I believe was a co-host of uh, Wheel of Fortune, oh, no, Sale of the Century at the time. Co-host, it yeah. was very thin term yeah. for what she did, yes. Yeah, yeah true. Um propped up by, was it Glenn Wheatley? Ridge? Ridge, Glenn Ridge. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I decided that she was aspirational at one point um, and therefore then demanded that I was called Nikki, but that didn't last very long. Well, that's great because it's, I do remember at one point there was some controversy over the fact that Glenn Ridge, in the truly Australian condescending my way, decided to give Nikki Buckley a nickname and came out... Evening, Nickers. Is that what it became? I think at one point. I don't think it lasted very no, long. No, nor did her career, nor did my uh, <laughs> nor did my propensity to be called uh, Nikki. So there you go. Imagine if you'd stuck with Colette, what that would have meant for you through the 90s. I know. It would have been a pretty solid choice of name. but Yeah, you know. lots of lycra and big jackets. Yeah. I think she yeah, was far more aspirational in a kind of... In probably quite a millennial kind of a way now that I think about it, you know, just girl power ahead of a time. Yeah, absolutely. Just living her best fit life. Imagine what would happen if she would have had Instagram. Oh my god, I was thinking about Instagram today, and yes. I mean, I look at it all the time, but just um, my inability to, like, when it comes to advertising, if something's like, if something says shop the layout, I find myself mm-hmm. clicking on it. And I'm like, I don't even know, like, it's like shopping, is it like shopping the window? Is it like, is that what the equivalent is? I was just like shopping the layout. All you've done is like stuck some clothes out and taken a photo of them. But I'm like, yes, it is like a siren song to me. (laughs) (laughs) I live in a time where people say shop the layout. Anyway. Do you shop online a lot, Nick? No, I, I browse online a lot, but I certainly don't, I don't tend to shop online a lot. I do shop online a lot for wine. So you do shop online, just it's varied things. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's just um, that's kind of the thing that I'm the most comfortable with purchasing online, I think. I, I, like, I quite like the retail experience. I know some people hate it. I think mm. some people hate going to the shops and being amongst other people shopping, but I, I don't mind it. I like, t- I like touching the product. Yes, well, that's that's a very old school approach, isn't it? I want to feel touch, and certainly for clothing, I want to make sure I fit it. Yeah, I think that that really speaks to the very core of us as as humans. You know, needing to be on intimate terms with a product before we pay for it. A lot of people have started going (laughs) intimate terms. A lot of people have started going the other way where they'll go out and do a bit of retail to touch and feel and know what it looks like yeah. and then furiously hunt online to find the cheapest yeah. version of it. So they just go and do like a reconnaissance mission and then they just want mm. to get it cheap. Uh, I, I have done that before in the past. What's your favourite bargain you found online? Oh. Oh, not so much. Well, not so much bargain, but I definitely think the internet is – you know how they talk about the internet is a place where you can find your tribe? You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like if you don't feel like you fit in in your what you know to be as reality or your circles, then you can go online and you can find those like-minded people. I love, you find your people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that you can go online and find, especially when it comes to like merchandise, I love that you can go online and find stuff that's super, super niche that you wouldn't be able to find in a, in a shop. Like recently I bought my husband a Hawkins AV Club T-shirt online. Yes. And Hawkins AV Club, of course, is the AV club that the kids in Stranger Things are We're part of. of. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it is so preciously niche and beautiful and he knows what's, what it means. And then it's like, like a little beacon for fans and fandom and storytelling, and, and I really like that. I think that that is what's super cool about the internet. Whether or not it was a bargain, <laughs> I think anything. Well, no, no, it scratched an itch, right? Yeah, totally. I think anything's a bargain if you if it is perfect and and well within your what you deem affordable. That's a bargain. The rise of uh, the you know the internet connecting us all and us being able to find every little thing uh, in in the world online. Has, do you think, given rise to the ability for that kind of niche product to maybe not be as niche as you think it is? Because a lot of people like Stranger Things and would be lapping up every little bit of Stranger Things paraphernalia they could get their hands on, surely. Yeah, but I love that you can't find it in the shops. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's that niche, yes. Yeah, they wouldn't. That's what, I guess that's what I mean by. You know, H and M aren't doing a lot. I mean, I don't think H and M could afford the copyright. In fact, if anything, maybe it's an illegal shirt. But I don't care. Um, maybe they should be paying some form of copyright on it. But uh, but you know, it's a hot shirt now. So yeah, buying sometimes buying stuff off the internet is the equivalent of buying stuff out of the back of a truck. How dangerous? Yes. Yeah. How dangerous would it dangerous would it be? Um, if Netflix opened a store <gasps> that just sold products associated with their show. I can't believe they haven't. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a whole other business arm and it, and it is. It is. You either start as a non-demand thing or you buy actual product and it fills a warehouse. Yeah. Um, but the simple idea that, yeah, I want to buy like the sporting team from the, the high school the kids go to. Yeah. In Stranger Things, buy that shirt or get, or like that Los um, Los Polos Hernandez or no, what is it from Breaking Bad? The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that one as well that I occasionally see people in. But I guess probably Netflix, totally, you know, because let's talk about business acumen. It's going to be really interesting on a podcast. But as far as their business acumen goes, they go, oh, we probably wouldn't get a massive return. Like it wouldn't be worth mm. it considering that people are going to do it. Like, the, you know, the human race, they're going to make T-shirts anyway. So let's just let them do that. But still, if there was like a Netflix shop, I would totally be eating that up. Netflix approved shop. Yeah. Maybe they just they someone else does it and gets the, the, the pays Netflix some cash. Yeah. And goes, here's all the stuff, guys, buy the things. Totally. It's exactly what they need. It's like, oh, aren't so they releasing Stranger Things on vinyl? And like the soundtrack, obviously. Um I've, and like you would, but I, you don't I don't know where you would, you know, where you you get that. Like sometimes I think in on the colony, you know, we feel a bit like disconnected mm. from the ability to to have crazy TV shows on vinyl, but it's good. We just want to consume all the time. I love that streaming networks have done that to us. We're just like, I've watched it. Om nom nom, more. Mm. It's like, what next? What is the, what, what is the next thing? What are you watching next? Mm. What am I watching next? Uh, I haven't started Westworld. I'd really like to get into Westworld. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to do that. I did watch, yeah. I did watch, um, what did we watch after? We, oh, The Night Of. Have you seen that? Yeah, loved it, Amazing. loved it. Um, what did you think of the ending? Oh, spoilers, people. We're going to yeah, talk about the ending of the night. Spoilers. I thought, I mean, there was some sense of just being in the world of podcasts. There was some sense that it was semi-inspired by the whole um, serial podcast and the story of mm. Anad's, how do I say it? Syed? Anand Syed? I yeah, I think right. so. Um, and what... I guess for me was so terrifying and confronting about uh, the night of was what the justice system, and I'm saying justice in inverted yeah, commas, yeah. does to somebody who is, you know, innocent or as certainly as I read as a viewer that, that he was innocent. But just to see him so magically and easily, I suppose, tainted by what that world was was terrifying and I felt mm. so manipulated as the viewer in the same way I suppose I did in the, in, I guess any story, good story will, will make you kind of constantly question what you initially thought. But, um, I, I mean, I liked the ending. I thought when, when his attorney kind of started to help him smuggle in stuff, I, I kind of lost me there a little bit in regards mm-hmm. to like believability, but I don't, I also can't doubt that that sort of shit doesn't happen, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was was a pretty incredible piece of television. Um, yeah, some of the best storytelling I've seen, and the only reason that I think he didn't do it, and this is a serious spoiler alert, guys, is that he would never had any blood on him. <laughs> like, if he like seriously carved up a girl, he blood mm. all over him. So, yeah, that was my biggest kind of, oh, definitely didn't do it. So they did cast some aspersions as to others who may have. Who do you think did it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought that that was what was so great about the directing at all times was that you found yourselves often the camera, like the frame would just hang on people that were inconsequential to the story. And that was great. Mm. It meant you never... You, you as the viewer, certainly, whether or not the, the, 
you as the viewer were doing the opposite to what the legal system was doing. The legal system was like, great, he was there, let's pin it on him, it's obvious. Like it wasn't, let's so much prove, let's, there was never let's find out who did it, it was let's prove that this guy did it. Yep. Whereas, you know, as the viewer, you were constantly kind of being shown people who you thought could have been capable of it. Yes. And it could have been there. So that was very clever. Did the stepfather or the limo driver or the guy walking down the street do it, though? Or someone else? No, I definitely, I think that they were right to think that it was the ex-business partner. Was that, was it the end that they were saying and the DA is kind of sitting there going, let's go get him. Um, yeah, well, that's where they that, they went off to get him. Yeah. They thought it was him because of the connections and things. Well, I think that he had a motive, whereas the other ones, you know, I know crime is sometimes random, but it's so rarely random. I can't imagine that a limo driver would go to work and be thinking, you know, how many killings can I do today? You know, Some people do strangely violent things given an opportunity. I know they do. Yeah, you're right, they do. But Welcome to the darker corners of the internet. <laughs> True. See, that's it. I don't have much to do with the dark corners of the internet. I like to keep mine sort of light and fluffy. Well, if I may, speaking of light and fluffy, congratulations on your recent conscious coupling. Oh, thank you. With yes. the other Nick. Yeah, thank you so much. It is. It does feel pretty light and fluffy. I mean, really, it's a very expensive book signing. Um, <laughs> But, um, but great photos from oh, it, Oh, right? it was super fun. Yes, we did get some good photos. And I'm very privileged that I get to, you know, have a legal union with a person that I love. Um, mm. And, yeah, I don't think I ever really – marriage was never a, um, a bucket list thing for me. I never thought that – I don't know. It wasn't until I met someone that I decided, you know, that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with that I'd kind of – really entertained the idea of, of being married. But um, it's pretty enjoyable. People are, keep asking mm-hmm. us what's changed. And I'm like, no, oh, not much, except now the church approves. Like, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of all that happens, really. So especially in, you know, the current current climate, we'd, we've been living in sin under the one roof for some time. So Go and hang out with your mate Lyle and say, hey, I'm in your club now. Yeah, totally. totally. Um, I, I'm intrigued as to what what pushed it over the edge for you guys because yeah you guys were happily hanging out living in experience together mm. why then go hey let's have a very expensive book sign yeah. um why did we do it um i think we haven't i don't i think we just deserved it is that like a sure. well like being blatantly of like blatantly honest i think we just kind of went oh a, we can, so let's celebrate yep. that. <laughs> nice. Um, B, we're always looking for an excuse to throw a party. Yes. It's a really nice opportunity to thank friends and family that have supported your union or supported mm-hmm. you as a couple. Because, re- like, you know, fundamentally, as much as people bring gifts and, and, and they're celebrating you, you, you are buying everyone dinner. Um, yes. So it's an, a nice opportunity to do that. But from like a very selfish place, I think we just deserve, figured we deserved the opportunity to declare our undying love for each other in a room full of curated friends and family. Mm. You know, that's kind of that's kind of why we did it, I suppose. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it just, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I've never really thought why people do do it. I mean, I know some people do it because they, for, you know, for religious reasons and we didn't, it's not like we want to roll over our superannuation together into one account. Like it's not from a paperwork yes. point of view, but yeah, I think we just wanted to celebrate each other. <laughs> And I've already had my 30th birthday, so I figured I wasn't due for a good party for a while. Yeah, too long to wait till 40. Yeah, way too long. Well, not long enough really, but you do get presents. You do get some shit, which is a delight. Worst present, best present. Oh, well, actually. None of them will listen, so you can be honest. Yeah, no, I can be honest. What's the worst present? Um, Oh... There's like a weird candle. Oh, it's not. It's not the worst present, but there's like a weird candlestick thing mm-hmm. that I couldn't. We for a while and a bowl. And for a while, I thought that it was a mortar and pestle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not so much the worst present because I like I like a challenge. I like that a present suggests that there's an air of mystery to be solved about it. Um, sure. And that one we couldn't find the card for, so I don't feel so bad about oh. announcing that one. That's the worst, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, when you want to do the thank yous and you go, well, I have no card and three presents. How does this work? Yeah. 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 It's a lot of a lot of admin involved with just trying to figure out who goes with what. Um, and what about the best? I don't know. I suppose just having everyone there, and I know that sounds really lame, but honestly, it was it was, yeah. I mean, we also got some cold hard cash, and that was pretty great. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, honeymoon was it fun? Where did we go? Oh, we're we're yet to go. We depart uh, on yeah, it's twelve hundred hours on uh, November twenty second. How very so... modern. We're going to wait and go. Yeah, we've got a, a little while to go. So he, just heading, we thought we'd do something that nobody else has done for their honeymoon and that's go to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, we just figured there was really land there we should probably claim. Mm. So Take some flags. We will take some tiny flags. I think we should take some tiny koalas that are clutching flags. I think that that is. Yes, that'll be the best way to deal with the natives who will happily give up their land. Yeah, for the next bit of like Australian space travel, I would like to see one of those on the end of a stick on a planet. Yep. We just need to annex stuff so that there are more areas where no refugees are allowed and people can't marry the people they love. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> there's not there's not enough of that. Um, yeah, I think that that's I think that'll catch on that kind of attitude. So yeah, yeah. So as you can imagine, we shan't be declaring that we're Australian while we're travelling, uh, probably for that yes. very reason. But that means I need to, because I feel like the, like, let's talk about that. Let's unpack, like, what the trendiest yes. country would be, because I feel like yep. at the moment it would have to be Canada. Yes, yeah? definitely. Hands down. Well, it depends on who you speak to. I've got a lot of friends in Canada. Oh, really? Who I would offer uh, have come out, at least in, in what they've put on Facebook, yeah. as being reasonably conservative, not Trudeau fans. Really? Yeah, they're very anti-everything he does. I mean, I suppose I'm only a Trudeau fan based entirely off his social media presence. And what I mean by that is the only exposure I've had to him via social media. <laughs> That's like right. Him, 
in a kind of like, you know, cream chinos and a loose linen shirt, just heading down a main street in somewhere in Canada, clutching a mm. rainbow flag. Yep. Um, Sleeves rolled up. Yes, he's got this kind of like, he's like a Mark, well, no, he's not really a Mark Darcy, is he? But he's just got, got this kind of like, I don't know, very laid back, like the hybrid of Hugh Grant and Colin Firth. Mm. In then, but then also in a like Justin Theroux kind of way, like it's just, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty great. He's a bit of a pinup as far as politics goes, I, and I, I, I think that's to be applauded. So yeah, sure. I think maybe we'll say we're Canadians. Now, who else? I can't think of who else would be. You say New Zealanders would be good. You'll get confused with them anyway. I was going to say that. Yeah, I suppose we could get away with that quite easily. They wouldn't. The French won't care. They'll just know that you're not speaking French. And well, we're not going to France, so you're going to Europe, and you're not going to France. Well, I just wanted to crack. I just won't be able to crack out that burkini that I've got. So, you know, sigh, political. <laughs> no, yeah, we're not going to France because we're going in the middle of winter, which yeah, will be yeah. will be fine. And I've lived in the UK before. I, I did oh, four years, so yeah, we'll be fine with that. No, France didn't make the cut this time, but that's only because we're spending lots of time in Italy. So. Excellent, excellent yeah. alternative. Mm, I thought so, yes. While you're there, buy some of Greece. Okay, yeah, well, I was thinking that, yes. Well, maybe we'll have to pull together some of the euros we were given for the wedding and and buy ourselves a block of Greece. The independent nation of Nick's. Yes, yes. Which you can then allow people in only if their name is Nick, which there are plenty in Greece. There are plenty of Nick's. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I don't think people will notice us stirring much shit up, really, if I'm honest. Well, that's not a bad thing. You want to get in and get out, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stealth. Nick, you are a performer yeah. predominantly in your paid life, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they pay me for that, which is nice. How difficult is that paycheck to paycheck in that, you know, because you're not, and, and this is just an acknowledgement of the, the creative work that you do. You're not popping up on Offspring or you're not popping up on The Wrong Girl or that kind of thing. You're doing other very cool things that might not have as much of a paycheck yeah. attached to it. Yeah. Um, well, you say that and then yet next year I'm popping up on Dr. Blake. So. No, no, that's excellent. That is very excellent. Um, yeah. Oh, look, I feel very privileged to be able to consider myself a performer um, Mm -hmm. because you do have to be, I think, fundamentally um, with the way that our arts industry works, with it being so small um, and it having so few opportunities. It really is luck Um, because I know plenty of incredibly talented people who haven't necessarily had the chance mm. to be frequently paid for what they do. Um, so I feel very privileged to have the opportunity to call myself a performer. I've also spent a very long time doing it um, and spent a fair amount of money on training as well, mm. um, which is so incredibly valuable, I think. Um, I know there are some people who are naturally gifted as performers, but... Also monstrously expensive. Incredibly expensive. And you're never really going to see a solid return on that investment. (laughs) That's right. The ROI on performance training, not great. Not great. Um, But I've been very lucky. I mean, I got 
I got very lucky with a string of commercials mm-hmm. um, and that is a crazy world, the world of um, TV commercials. And You were in an insurance ad, weren't you, for the longest time? Yeah, no, I did. I, um, well, I had a contract with Target many, many years ago and I was mm-hmm. really fortunate to, to get that because it was one of those contracts that come along so rarely and those kind of, you know, those when you kind of head up a, an advertising contract based purely on the fact that you looked right and were funny enough. Like that's yep. kind of, it's always what it is. It's bit like, it's, you know, with, with commercials and really when you're considered, I mean, and I'm still very much considered to be new on the scene, which to me is mental because I've been doing this for, hmm. I'm a, like 25 years a member of equity or something insane. Um, but yeah, it's a, you just have to look right, really. Um, yes. But to get a big opportunity like that, and what I'm, and basically I'm just, what, what I mean by big opportunity is a thinly veiled way of saying a fuck ton of money for doing not a lot. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, I've been, I've been quite fortunate in that regard. So those have been, you know, this, I sit here in my apartment and, and refer to it as the apartment that Target built because it really did. Um, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I think actors can be a little bit like, um, you know, those, uh, those NFL players who are like first draft pick. Like all of a sudden yes. we just get this massive wad of cash and then don't really know what to do except spend mm. it on hookers Sleeve and tats. booze. Like, yeah, totally. Sleeve tats. So, um yeah, so I, I was lucky enough not to not to spend all of it on hookers and booze, um, just enough. But I, in the last eighteen months, oh no, eighteen months, no, last two years, I started screenwriting. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of where my most recent breadwinning has come from, and great, it's so great because it's terrifying, um, mm-hmm. and really. Isolating is the wrong word, but you've got to be totally self-motivated. Um, yeah. And you spend a lot of time inside, but also inside your own head. Mm, um, yeah. But it's, I've been really lucky because I'm very fresh on that scene and I've had some really great opportunities and some acknowledgements. And, and there's been like cash monies exchanged for some of the work that I've done and that's great. Good. I'm like, hooray. Well, but, it also um, provides an yes. Yeah, sorry, because that also provides an opportunity for should you and your uh, other significant other choose to go down some form of pregnancy path. Yeah, there's an income stream that you can maintain for I, I would expect a lot longer than being the pregnant girl at Target. Yes, very true, very true. Although I'm sure that there's some I'm somewhere in Target. There's a pregnant girl um, who's still kicking ass. Her uh, name's Shazza. Yeah. We can't make we can't assume that that all teen pregnancies are from women called Shazza. I mean, it's a fair no, it's assumption to make. But fun to do so. True, true that it's relatable. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, that's not. I, you know, I guess it's uh, something that we talk about, and certainly having a career in any kind of um, and trying to also maintain. A baby growing inside you, I imagine, is a mm-hmm. challenge that I am. Um, look, it's a challenge that I've yet to accept, but you know, it will happen at some point. And yes, no, having a child growing inside you does not necessarily interfere with your ability to tell stories, 
Whether or not those are coherent stories, I guess only time will tell. <laughs> just in the middle of, I really need to pee. Nick, why did you write that? Oh, oh, no, that was, that me was just, just me, yeah. Verbalising what I had to happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nick, where in the midst of all of the busyness uh, of performance, because you are very busy, I mean, even just your bio talks about some of the incredible fun things that you do, and you're writing and now life with, with your, your man, where do you find your peace? Boxing. What? Yeah. So, um, so I kickboxing and, and boxing mm. because it's a bit like the eye of a storm. Does that make sense? Or am I just, I could be pregnant and maybe my stories aren't coherent anymore. Um, yeah, I, that is my like Zoloft. Um, yeah. yeah, my mental health plan is like I box three to four times a week and I fucking love it. It is so good for you. It's super great oh exercise, yeah. It's really great. And it's it's in that like moment of exhaustion, that's where the peace happens. Because you I you cannot think. You cannot mm. I don't know, I think if you're doing it properly, there's no all you're doing is responding. Really. Um, I think anything that you can do where you can listen with your body and not your head, that is, for me, where I find my peace. Um, my mum is a born-again psychologist, so what I mean by that is she came to study psychology quite late in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's constantly trying to get me to try mindfulness and meditation and all manner of other things, <laughs> which I understand have been scientifically proven to yes. work Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many apps for it. Um, but I hate it. I just, I was laughing with friends last night um, because uh, a friend of Nick's is an avid runner, but he also works full-time in marketing for quite a big advertising agency. So he has mm. this desk job, effectively, um, and is constantly trying to get out and be active. But he's done something to his hip flexor and, and I was like, oh, how'd you do that from running? And he went, no, from sitting. And I was like, what? He's like, because we shouldn't be sitting so much. And then another friend chimed in and was like, yeah, sitting is the new sugar. <laughs> so and I was like, shit. But it's true, you know, we're not built to be sitting down all the time. Although this pilot who was like sitting is this friend who was like sitting is the new sugar is also happens to be a pilot. And I was like, well, don't get you get carried away because if you start standing up on the job, people are going to panic. So yeah. you just, you just keep sitting. Um, but so yeah. You're one Alu Akbar away from a world yeah, of pain. Indeed you are. Indeed you are. So um, yeah, that's my, that's a very long winded way of saying, how do I find my peace? I, I guess I exhaust myself physically um and somehow that works no you're totally right because i'm reflecting on the times when i've well i could probably count them on one hand in my life where i've been really exhausted after exercise uh and it you're right your your brain it doesn't shut down but there's just no processing of any other thought other than just keeping the things functioning that need to get the blood around your body and the air in and out yep um, and it is in and of itself that that moment of rest after the exercise is just 
it's it's just nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Like you could pass away at that point and go, I've lived a full life. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Yeah, it's um, it's incredibly, incredibly centering, I suppose. Just when all of the blood's coming back to the parts of you that that haven't had blood in them for some time. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. I have it in my brain when you mentioned boxing mm. that you and Tegan Higginbotham uh-huh. got in the ring either against each other or against opponents. No, it wasn't against each other, but that maybe someday people will pay money to see that. Um, <laughs> no, we had, it was against... Um, uh, yeah, against other opponents. So I've been bo- I've been boxing for a really long time, but never, never an opponent. You know, really purely just mm-hmm. for like training. Yeah, totally, just for gym boxing. And um, yeah, I'd never thought about the idea of doing a fight. And then Tegan obviously did a fight uh, through this particular boxing gym many years ago. Well, she actually did two, um, and then had that beautiful show that she wrote as well million dollar tegan Mm. so yeah and then she kind of you know we became friends through comedy as people are wont to do and she was like you've got to do it it'll it's the greatest thing you could ever possibly do and yeah i i did it just oh gosh it was must have been like two years ago so you know in my kind of satin returns year in that year from turning 29 to 30 i um I did a boxing fight, which was mental. And I'll never do it again. How was that? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, Three rounds? Uh, How long? Although I say that, whereas I think I kind of could. Because the thing is now is I'm infinitely better now than I was mm. when I did the fight. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty wild experience. The only reason I wouldn't do it currently is that I, I damaged my eye quite, oh, considerably. Like not... Not not badly, but you know, it's you can't think that you're gonna go into a boxing ring and come out without bruising. Doesn't matter how good a fighter you are. What happened? Um, oh no, I just copped a glove to my eye and you know, as mm-hmm. she all she did was land a hit. But um yeah. yeah, I just suffered from like a slightly damaged tear duct for the better part of six months. So I would find myself just my right eye, I think it was, would just start um, just start leaking. And so I'd be driving and I'd just have to pull over because it it would force the other eye to want to close. And I was like, I don't think yeah. I should be on the road if I'm, I've had both eyes shut. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just been, it was just like really super, super sensitive. It's much better now, but occasionally I'll just like catch it or something and, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, dear. And that's why we need driverless cars. That's exactly why, so that I can hit more bitches yeah <laughs> oh Nick I oh, know um, what challenges you time mm-hmm. um, the march of it <laughs> um, and my own expectations of myself I think and that's probably intertwined into time as well mm-hmm. um I do wish I had more of it. I wish I had more of it in order to work and I wish I had more of it in order to relax. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, that's a, 
there are so many things out there that I feel challenged by, but certainly at the moment, it's um, it's definitely time. <laughs> Deadlines mainly. And how do you combat that? Oh. Hmm, that's a very good question. <laughs> I think I'm in the process of trying to find the best way to combat that. Um, I think, I don't know that I know yet. Um, I think I've, I'm trying, the way that I try to combat is that I try to be a little bit easier on myself while mm-hmm. simultaneously trying to remain motivated. <laughs> it is a tightrope. Um, yeah, and I feel like, you know, you can often slip. But, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I know. I'll let you know when I find out. Good. That will give us an excuse to talk Indeed again. Indeed it will. Indeed it will. Maybe when I work it out, I'll have to have an app for something or something else. I think, you know, surely it's the kind of thing that everyone would like to have sorted out. Or maybe that's what surgery's for, like plastic surgery. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's just there. That maybe that solved the time issue. I don't know. Seems a pretty harsh response to not having <laughs> enough time. Yeah, it is. It's an expensive response to not having enough time. That or or just dump Nick you've got and get a Nick with a bigger bank balance. Yeah, but I don't think I'd want to go under the knife anyway. Even if I had yeah. the chance, yeah. Because I think it'd be a really undignified way to die. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, as in under the knife, getting plastic surgery, yeah, dying. Like that woman who died getting butt implants. Yeah, like that is a really undignified way to die. Yeah. Yeah, like what do you put on the headstone of that grave? She died doing what she loved. Totally, having which is the stupidest statement ever. Having a her butt Im- implanted. implanted. Do some squats. Fat. Like <laughs> Do some squats. That'll do it. Twerk that stuff, right? Yeah, I don't even right. know what twerking is, but I think it's that's what the kids just say. Shake your butt and move your body in the opposite like motion. Do you know what a dab is? No. Is that a dab? Neither do I. My kids are walking around going dab and throwing their arms up in the air kind of like they're putting their head down and sticking one arm across their face and another arm up in the air as if it were in, in a line. It makes no sense oh, to me. is that the thing that um, Usain Bolt does? Well, no, what I do don't mean? know. I don't think so. Hang on. It might be a variant on that. Is it? Because doesn't he do that thing? I'm doing it now in the reflection of my mirror at home. So he sends out like one... Like, terrible as it sounds, but it's like, say it's a Heil Hitler, but then push that shoulder, like, out towards mm-hmm. the, the wall. Or, well, that doesn't help. That doesn't, the, the other way, you know. And then, yes. and then the other hand goes across, like, your chest. Is that what it is? Yeah, but, it's, oh. yeah, but, but then they put their head down, like, on the arm that, oh. that's, that's across their chest. Oh. And, but they're not leaning back like, like Bolt does when he's doing, like, his lightning thing. Right. It's they're just standing straight up and they just sort of throw their arms up in the air temporarily and they go dab and I don't and get it. What does it mean? I don't know. Does it punctuate? Do they do it when something good happens? I don't know. You know you can ask them questions. 
I have. Okay. And what have they said? Oh, Dad, you don't get it. You, you just, you, you just, can you plead with them? It's become my life goal to work out what it is because they won't tell me. You know, there's the internet. Doesn't help. It just shows people doing it. Oh, really? Oh, I would have thought if you Googled what is dab, you'd get a result. Well, look, I haven't. Okay, well, I'm going to find out how to stop the march of time and you're going to find out what a dab is. (laughs) Good. Nick, what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I am going to achieve the following things. Mm-hmm. Continuing work as a screenwriter mm-hmm. is definitely going to happen. Excellent. Um, so I'd like to see some of those projects come to fruition. Sure. I'd like to be better at yoga. Mm. I'm going to try and do that. Like I'd like, I'd really like to be able to. These are all tangible goals because I think the goals have to be tangible. Um, I'd like to be able to. Yeah, I've got a dodgy hip, so I'd like to be able to combat that. Um, I would like to continue poaching eggs as often as I do. Oh, I'm 100%. And is eggs being poached for Benedict or for something else? No, just just for breakfast. Or, I mean, if a good gentleman called Benedict decides to come around for eggs, then so be it. I wasn't just meeting Mr. Cumberbatch. I was meeting in a breakfast sort of with the hollandaise sauce. Um... Yeah, that that's gonna that's gonna happen. Um, oh, I love poached. They're so good, runny that's eggs. So good. Um, and that's it. They have to be runny too. Yeah, they can't be solid yolk. That's wrong. No, you can't do that. That's not a poached egg. You've no, got to. It's got to be. You've got to have yolk porn. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably look at like curbing my um, enthusiasm for clicking on layout marketing. Um, yes. That's probably something I'd like to work on in the next twelve months, um, and maybe move house. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably we'll probably move house at some stage. That that could be fun. Yeah. Should I have a little thought a house about it? This is, yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll. No, I don't. I can't. I, I suspect we'll be paying someone else to to do that. Um, yeah. I think that's. Gosh, isn't it weird when you just have to listen to like what comes up off the top of your head as far as mm. goals go. But, um, yeah, what are you going to do in the next 12 months? Well, I've, I have some plans, Nick, but this podcast isn't about me. Yeah, see, that's tricky. Tricks it, yeah. little hobbits, sir. Yeah. Great deflections. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. I feel, I feel what, already, nothing? I've already forgotten what, I'll, what, I, what I said I'll do. I feel like they're all pretty tangible goals. Yeah, egg poaching, yoga. Moving house. Yeah. They're all they're all reasonable. They sound dreadfully middle class. They sound dreadfully expensive, at least one of those things. No, there's a, the what, the yoga or the moving house? Oh, the moving house. The moving house. Yeah. That does sound pretty grim. You never know. We might move that. Time-consuming. Somewhere in... Yeah, really time-consuming. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm all for... Look, just, let's all become hoarders. Live in the same house My forever. dad's a hoarder. Of what? Stuff. Just everything. Oh, yeah. So much stuff. A lot of stuff um, that is bought on Grey's Online. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Um, but like hoarder to the degree where the council are involved or just hoarder no, like you come around and dance no, with something Tracy else? No, Tracy Grimshaw hasn't been engaged yet. But um, <laughs> no, just, you know, just more that, that like enough of a hoarder that it drives my mum a bit mental. But yeah. he's, you know, apparently he's getting better. So who am I to judge really? He's getting better. Yeah. Oh, I was a hoarder, but I got better. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely getting better. Nick, I'm intrigued. What are we cooking? Yeah, you can hear it, can't you? Um, yeah. I'm cooking a, and I don't think I've, I don't think it's going to work. It's so it's Nick's thirtieth birthday. It was his thirtieth birthday last night, and it's obviously Great. a festival. Um, so I'm making a ricotta and almond polenta cake, which I've never made wow. before. Yeah, but I suspected that the batter wasn't as smooth and as wet as it needed to be. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to let that sit in the oven for another sort of five to ten minutes. Because those four things don't sound like they should go together. Really? Ricotta, almond, polenta and cake. Yeah, what do you, have you not had? It's, a, it's an Italian thing. They have ricotta and no, cake all the time and polenta. And I, yeah, oh, look, I, I, I trust you. I've just, it doesn't sound like it should work. Oh, so good. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I've necessarily nailed it this time, but... But um, I, I, I'm pretty – I'm sort of confident. I don't sound the least bit confident, do I? No, not for a second. Not at all. It's just that you at put least, so look, much effort into it and then you can't save it. You can't save baking the same way you can save no. a shit curry by no, just ordering right. a pizza. Icing won't cover the mistakes that well. No. Actually, this one's not an iced kind of one. This is a I'll, really humble Italian-style mm. – Dessert. Like Nonna would rip out on any other day. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, probably. She probably would have nailed it. She'd be able to tell me that it's that this is going to fail. But I'm going to stay strong. You can do it. One day you'll be able to tell your grandkids that they've made their cake wrong, and that's yes. just a, it's a legacy. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Uh, well, congratulations to the other Nick oh, on his 30th yeah, birthday. That's I'll a very that uh, excellent thing. Mm. Uh, and Nick, mm. thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I don't, I, I don't know that, I've, that I really sh- was able to shed much light on, on anything, really. I mean, I couldn't even give you an answer to what a dab is, but I feel like that's your journey. It is now. We've had a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. Now, you are very occasionally someone who will tweet. Yeah. Do you have other social accounts you would want people to know about? Oh, look, I'm I'm occasionally on the old Twitter, but I certainly don't um I suppose that's really it. I mean, I'm on Instagram, but that's really just for me to post pictures of what I've eaten. Um, Which is fine. Yeah. Why else are people on Instagram? Layout marketing. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But you do have a very excellent Instagram name, though. Yeah, a friend gave me that actually. I'm pretty ashamed to say I couldn't even find it myself. A friend, good thinking, was like, "Why isn't your Instagram Minstagram?" And I was like, "And we have a winner. Um, yeah. I officially retire from all joke telling because I will never come up with a pun as good as that." But it's nice when when you get the gift of your name being very close to. A social media platform, I think you've got no other choice but to embrace it. Oh, jump on that. Yeah. In a heartbeat. 
Oh. Well, it's been my absolute pleasure. It has been lovely, Nick. I appreciate the, the chance to speak with you. Yeah. This has been Humans at Twitter, and I can confirm that at Nick underscore Minster is indeed